What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Rock Video Rental. I am Brandon. With me, as always, is Caleb. And this week, we are talking about a classic movie, and that is The Terminator. But before we get to all that, Caleb, have you been watching anything interesting? Uh, normal family guy catching some of my wife's shows, which is either like the bachelorette or doctor shows. She was watching like the good doctor and the resident. And I don't know. I don't know. Dr. Quinn medicine woman. (laughs) (laughs) If it's something about a doctor, chances are I've seen a little bit of it because she watches everything. Um, but the main, uh, feature film of this past week was, a old movie actually you know what i don't know when it came out i'm gonna look that up rob zombies halloween 2007 (laughs) no um a old i thought it was 80s but it was actually early 90s comedy with martin short and danny glover do you know what movie i'm talking about not off the top of my head okay operation dumbo drop (laughs) (laughs) have you ever heard of pure luck no, I have not. Okay. It's it's a I feel like it's more of an obscure comedy because I don't know very many people who've watched it, but I remember watching it when I was a really young kid and my mom thought it was a hilarious movie. It, it's a good movie. <laughs> but one thing that just always stuck out to me is my mom just thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Um, Operation Dumbo Drop. <laughs> Getting too old for this stuff. Oh um, man, Danny Glover. Yeah, and he does a great job. So he and Martin Short uh, do a good job together. Essentially, the plot is a like New York CEO has a daughter who has extremely bad luck. Um, but she she has all these accidents, but she doesn't get like seriously injured or uh, hurt, but just like dumb accidents. Okay. And she goes out of the country, South America, I think. And she goes missing. So after sending a bunch of, you know, investigators and everything, he has a assistant um, propose the idea that, well, maybe your best chance of finding her is finding another unlucky person and seeing if they happen to stumble down the same path that she does and you accidentally find her. So essentially Martin Short's character is a very unlucky person and all these dumb things happen to him. Well, Danny Glover is the actual detective trying to find the girl. So I, I, I um, watched it with my wife the other night uh, this past weekend and she had never seen it before and we both had a good time watching it. So Rock. that's what's new with me. What uh, you probably haven't watched anything with Danny Glover. Have you? Actually, no, I haven't. No maybe, I, maybe I should have watched Operation Dumbo Drop. <laughs> <laughs> Operation Dumbo Drop the Deuce. <laughs> Was there ever a second one? No. Okay. I think that, that Operation Dumbo Drop didn't do very well. Dude, that would have been such a great title. Operation Dumbo Deuce. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an elephant taking a dump for an hour and a half. <laughs> Yeah, Operation Double Drop cost twenty four million and made twenty four point six million. Ooh, ouch! Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> not good. Uh, so no, I did not watch anything with Danny Glover. 
Um, I have been watching Eli Roth's History of Horror. Uh, it's a multi-episode like documentary series about horror movies and just like you know the different subgenres. There's like a two-part one on slasher movies. There's body horror. There's monsters, things like that. Vampires, pretty cool. Uh, also been watching Beyond Scared Straight from A and E. It's where they take like troubled teenagers and they put them you know cameras go in with them to like a jail and they talk to prisoners and i thought that was just called scared straight what's beyond scared straight no it's that's what it's called there was a show back in like the late 70s called scared straight and it's based on that so it's called beyond scared straight but it's been around since like the early 2000s so it's the show you're thinking of because i always thought it was called scared straight too but it was always called beyond scared straight Oh, wow. Hmm. But yeah, that's kind of entertaining and just something to have on in the background. <laughs> we've watched a few episodes of Friends. Like, we finished the series and then we just started again. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just something to have on in the background and not pay attention to. Uh, and the last thing of note that I watched was Untold Malice at the Palace. Oh, you and watched that's, it? That, that's that documentary about that big brawl. Uh, between the Pacers and the Pistons. Yeah, I was going to watch that this weekend. Um, I won't ruin anything for you, but I'll say that it was just kind of all right. Okay. Like I thought it was because I thought it was really one-sided. They okay. interviewed like five players from the Pistons and one, or five players from the Pacers and one player from the Pistons. So I was a little disappointed at that. Interesting. Yeah, I saw. I've only seen one thing come out about it, and I can't remember what Pacer player it was. But they're just like, "Oh, it's really good because they tell the story right." So I was just kind of like, "Okay, I'm expect. I'm going in expecting that they're going to be siding with the Pacers on this one." <laughs> one thing I will say that I, I put it on Twitter, so you've already seen it. Um, Jermaine O'Neal said, "Everything I did, I did it for my protection," and I'm like, "Dude, you sprinted like 15, 20 feet." And sucker punched a fan into the side of the face. <laughs> How is that for protection? <laughs> like that same fan squared up with Ron Artest. So Ron Artest like had the right to hit that guy. Yeah. To protect himself. Like Jermaine O'Neal is just like, I was gonna run it out of nowhere and punch this guy in the ear. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh gosh. So that is pretty much all I watched. Do you want to dive into the Terminator? Let's do it. All right. Come with us if you want to live. In the 21st century, a weapon will be invented like no other. This weapon will be powerful, versatile, and indestructible. It can't be reasoned with. It can't be bargained with. It will feel no pity, no remorse, no pain, no fear. It will have only one purpose, to return to the present and prevent the future. This weapon will be called the Terminator. You're dead, honey. What day is it? The date! 12th, 
May, Thursday. What year? I'm here to help you. I'm Reese, DN38416, assigned to protect you. You've been targeted for termination. Arnold Schwarzenegger is the Terminator. Your future is in its hands. So the Terminator is from 1984. It is directed by James Cameron. A uh, plot for it is a human soldier is sent from 2029 to 1984 to stop an almost indestructible cyborg killing machine sent from the same year which has been programmed to execute a young woman whose unborn son is the key to humanity's future salvation. How is that for a plot? <laughs> and almost indestructible. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a good part. Yeah. Uh, so pretty small cast. Um, there's really only three important characters. And we got Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Terminator, Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor, and Michael Bean as Kyle Reese. Arnold. Yeah. So how many times have you seen this? Uh, actually watching it all the way through again made me realize not that many times. Yeah, this is one of the very, very small um, situations where people have seen the sequel more than they have the original. Yeah. Uh, I and I de- realized this in high school when I rented it from our like our library. Mm-hmm. That, like, wow, I think I've seen T two like way more than I've seen the original Terminator. Yeah, yeah. Watching it all the way because I mean, like, I've I know before watching it again for this review that I've seen it all the way through at least twice. But then I know I've seen it so many times where I've watched part of it on TV. It's on TV all the time. and Or was, you know, back when they put good movies on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I watched parts of this movie so many times uh, on television. But uh, yeah, all the way through, I think, honestly, this may have just been the third time watching it. Uh, I've seen it quite a few times because I used to own it on VHS. So it was when I cycled through quite a quite a bit of time, especially like in high school when I really started to get into um, Arnold movies. Um, oh, yeah, and this one's this one's a classic. Uh, you know, it starts off with you know the Terminator and Kyle Reese both getting sent back to nineteen eighty four, like butt naked. <laughs> uh, they both find clothes in different ways but Kyle Reese like takes this stuff basically from an army surplus and like a homeless guy <laughs> and uh, Arnold just like walks up to a bar- biker bar and just beats the crap out of some dudes and takes their clothes your clothes give them to me <laughs> and somehow they fit yeah just there's like there just happens to be a a huge dude there that Arnold can wear his clothes. 
Uh, and this is early Arnold too, and he was still like bodybuilding, so he was huge. Um, and now he's like on the hunt to try to find Sarah Connor and kill her. So he goes through like the phone book and just goes in order. Uh, and then we see Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor, and she is like a waitress at like a small little diner. And you know, she so starts seeing on the news like all these Sarah Connors are getting killed off. Uh, and like Kyle Reese is on her his way to rescue her because he was sent back in time by Sarah Connor's unborn son. John uh, to go and like protect her so you know obviously he can be born and lead the revolution against the machines the machines yeah and Skynet created by Cyberdyne Systems Uh, so we get some interesting stuff where one one part that always makes me laugh is like the Terminator goes and knocks on a door and a woman answers and he's like Sarah Connor and she says yes and he like blows her away (laughs) which is hilarious because it's just like why does he knock yeah Um, another cool scene too we see him go to a gun shop and he's checking out all these weapons with um Dick Miller is the guy running it, and he's like famous character actor. He actually just passed away a couple of years ago, but that dude has been was in so many movies, and it seemed like he was always just like handing out weaponry <laughs> or dealing with machines in some way. Because like he's in Gremlins, okay, as the the neighbor, you know, that's got like the big tractor that goes haywire. Um, yeah, and he's in like. Night of the Creeps and handfuls of other things, especially in the 80s. He was in tons of stuff. Uh, you, know, he, you know, the Terminator's like, give me this gun, give me the Uzi 9mm, and he's going through like all this weaponry, and like, it's obviously he knows his stuff, and he's like so, he was a robot, so he's like super mechanical, dealing with all the uh, guns and checking them out and everything, and he like, Dick Miller turns away and to like ring something up and uh the terminator's like loading shells into a shotgun he's like hey wait a minute you can't do that and arnold just goes wrong and blows him away <laughs> <laughs> which is just hilarious it's just been revoked wrong uh so we get like a really cool like memorable scene and it's probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie is the terminator's like stalking sarah connor and she realizes it. So she gives the police station a call and they tell her, like, stay, go to the dance club because you're in public and they won't come after you. And obviously, like, the cops don't know that he's just like some killing machine. They think he's just like some murderer who doesn't want to get caught by the cops. So she goes into this bar called Technoir and we get like some great, like, 80s. Uh, dance move synth synth rock or something like that <laughs> and you know it's like the 80s in a nutshell inside this dance club and we get you know the terminator coming in 
as long uh, along with Kyle Reese who like sees Sarah and he like tails her to make sure like she's the one. Um, and then when he sees like the Terminator, that's when he like shows up the saber and the Terminator just like starts laying waste to everything in sight. And there's parts of it that are in slow motion. It's just so effective. Uh, it's just I don't, when I think about this movie, that's like one of the things I think of that like instantly comes to mind. Yeah, it was a really good scene. Yeah. Uh, so that you know leads to going like a high speed chase. And um, they end up getting arrested, uh, Kyle and Sarah do. And, of course, they think that Kyle's nuts because he keeps saying he's from the future and, like, the machines are going to take over and, like, all this kind of stuff. Doc, I got to tell you about the future. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) No, Michael, I need to tell you about your future. (laughs) Oh, family guy. So... The Terminator ends up like, tracking them down at the police station. And this is where we get like the most famous scene probably of the movie or like most famous line of the movie. Mm-hmm. And it might be one of the most famous lines of any movie from the 80s where Arnold walks up to the, the window of the police station. He's like, I'm a friend of Sarah Connor. And there's like, you're going to have to to wait. Like, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, he's like, I'll be back <laughs> and leaves and he gets into a, a truck and just plows into the front of the police station and takes it out. Um, and he comes back and just starts laying waste to everybody in the police station. Uh, yes, Kyle, the police, the police in the eighties were always so smart because yeah. the, I, they always have this happen and this movie did not disappoint where one police officer will walk out of a doorway and shoot at the bad guy and then get obliterated. And then following police officer who just saw him die will step out of the doorway with no cover and do the exact same thing and think that he's going to have different results. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. And basically they get away. And in typical 80s movie fashion, that means like, you know, they have to hide out in a hotel room and and have sex. And I, I posted this on, on Twitter that it's kind of funny to look back at 80s movies and like the sex scenes they had are almost like softcore porn. <laughs> and that's like a big thing I remember from this because I bought this movie on VHS when I was maybe like 15 at big lots and no one carded me for it but it's rated r you know uh big lots yeah and like it's a pretty graphic <laughs> pretty graphic sex scene um and you know they made like these pipe bombs and stuff and you know now they're like oh we gotta move and the terminator like of course you know finds him constantly finds him and that's one thing that kyle says too like it's like he'll keep coming and coming and coming like he won't stop like he's he's a machine he's a machine like he's not a person um we get some like we get some cool chase scenes where like kyle's throwing pipe bombs out of a truck and he's a terrible shot and he misses the terminator like five times uh, kyle ends up getting shot and 
you know, the Terminator crashes up against um, the truck and he falls off his motorcycle, gets dragged by like a, a tanker truck full of gasoline. And, you know, of course it blows up. And, um, and you think the Terminator's dead. We, we think he's dead. We see him stagger out and he falls over and Sarah's like almost relieved. But then all of a sudden comes like the metal skeleton, like robot skeleton of the Terminator walking. Which that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like well, amazing well, design on that. Yeah. Well, it didn't, I mean, while it was obviously 80s special Stop effects. Motion. Yeah. Right. I mean, like back in the day, that was that would have been mind blowing. Yeah. Um, but even when I watched it the first time, that was still really cool. Like, and as you said, the design work of it, you know, that that right there is one of the one, if not the best scene for me of the movie. Easily one of the top five greatest looking robots in a movie ever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's even talking about like Metropolis and star wars <laughs> included in that the terminator just looks so cool uh it basically you know sarah and kyle you know after they crash kyle's like kind of beat up and she like drags him into this like m- machinery factory or something like that yeah something like that and you know terminator's still coming um, and Kyle's like fighting back. He gets a pipe bomb and sticks it in a Terminator's like midsection, blowing it in half. So now it's now it's just like it's still alive and it's still crawling with the top half of its body going after Sarah. Yeah. Um, the the pipe bomb actually ends up killing Kyle. So now Sarah's by herself with this half of a Terminator torso that's coming after her. After her. Um, she's like able to break free from it and she crawls through a hydraulic press. And once the Terminator's in there, she pushes a button and like crushes it, and like the light goes off in its eye, and like it's finally you know, her nightmare is like finally over. Um, and now she's basically lives her life on the run, and at the end, we see her like in Mexico, and she's pregnant, of course, with you know, soon to be born son John, who this is always cracks me up. So time travel, John sends Kyle back. Have, and like Kyle impregnates John's mom with John. How does that work? Have fun making love to my mom. Yeah. Hey, while you're there, could you do my mom for me so I can live? <laughs> do my mom if you want to live. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Which as a younger kid watching this, I'm like, oh okay. But then like, you know, as I got older watching this, I'm like, okay, so basically John sent sends his best soldier back in time to create him. Yep. Like, how does this work? But yeah, anyway. So now we see like she's on the run, and that's kind of just like the end. Now hold on, though. We get, well, we get to see the picture. <sighs> this little boy takes a picture of her, and it's the picture that Kyle has of um Sarah Connor. Yeah. 
originally. <clears throat> now, this is a movie that gets time travel kind of done right. Because yeah. time travel, to me, the basic uh, rule, a basic rule of time travel is like, once it has happened, it has happened. So like, for instance, like, let's say if I want to time travel tomorrow to come back and talk to myself right now, like it would happen right now. Mm -hmm. Like once that loop has started, it has started. And so that's essentially what they do with this, where um, they imply that Kyle went back in time and helped create John by <laughs> uh, having sex with John's mom to start that whole cycle. Um, so that kind of works. Now, the one thing with their whole time travel thing that doesn't make sense, and they kind of addressed it when they were interrogating him at the police station, was why didn't you come back with any anything from the future? And he's like, oh, all only living matter can go through the, the time transport but somehow the terminator comes through because yeah. his skin is human but his insides not and it's like okay i appreciate your attempt but that was a really terrible explanation yeah for sure i don't know i didn't make the thing <laughs> oh gosh um so the acting in this movie is pretty solid yeah. You know, Arnold doesn't have very many lines. You know, I kind of get to that in trivia, but I mean he's playing a cyborg from the future. And in that aspect, like he does a pretty good job. He comes off as very robotic and it's believable. Mm -hmm. And he's intimidating. So I mean, perfect casting for that. Oh yeah. Uh Linda Linda Hamilton does a good job. Um, yeah, and she was showing wasn't... like she's you know, being kind of like in distress, but at the same time, seems competent enough with her wits. And, you know, she's kind of kind of like an athletic build. Like she's not some kind of frail pushover. Yeah. I mean, she really like beefs up in Terminator 2. She wasn't uh, a popular actress at the time, was she? No, I don't think so. This was like, obviously it was her first big movie yeah because i didn't think so either and i was kind of glad by that i mean like let's face it from what i can tell the only person well besides that character actor you mentioned the only recognizable care person was arnold schwarzenegger so and um yeah she did a good job and i kind of uh we were talking about this with some other stuff i was kind of glad that they didn't do like some supermodel yeah um, someone whatever you know to put in the role i i gotta say though man those 80s outfits and hairs oh my hairdos oh my gosh <laughs> the big mall hair yeah um I, she was in the movie children of the corn before this oh, okay which is also a movie i've seen quite a bit and it's it's pretty creepy for you know being a cheesy 80s movie um and michael bean yeah, he's he's pretty good as Kyle. He kind of overacts at times. Uh, like the part where he's freaking out at the police station cracks me up because he's just like, we have, like, I don't know the line, but for sure. But the, like the way he delivers is like, we have to get going. We do not have time to talk about this. 
<laughs> we just like so frantic and nuts. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know why it popped into my head. The only connection I can think of is because they were in a police station. But with all that yelling and how we're talking about his acting, it made me think of I am an FBI agent. <laughs> oh man yeah i could i could totally see that <laughs> oh keanu would this movie be better with keanu as <laughs> oh my gosh I keanu, reeves. keanu terminator <laughs> keanu reeves as kyle reese and then um oh my gosh my my patrick swayze as the terminator Yes, that should have uh, happened. Patrick Swayze as the Terminator. Like, man, that Terminator could dance pretty well. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, if, if women knew that Patrick Swayze was going to be in the movie and they showed his bare butt, that, that movie would have made so much more money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Right? Oh, gosh. Uh, that's, that's kind of a movie I want to see. <laughs> Not because of the bear butt Swayze, but <laughs> dude, no, I'm telling you that that sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah, like I'd be down for it. Oh, oh gosh. So, um, this is something I've seen brought up before. Well, you know, I'll get to one more thing here too. So the special effects were amazing, yeah. um, and a reason for that is that Stan Winston did it. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of it pretty great stuff um he I will... did like the special effects for aliens with james cameron okay i will say i mean it, w- it was good it was i mean like it was 80s i'm not bashing at all um the scene where he was doing the whole thing with his eye yeah there were a couple times where they were going between real and the special effects and of course i mean it's the 80s so you're not going to match it up super well but i feel like there were a couple ways that they maybe could have done it where it was smoother um the main one was at the end when they were going between the stop motion and the actual physical terminator yeah because the physical terminator was still intimidating like today like when you Mm -hmm. see the scenes where they use the actual like prop that they made yeah was actually really awesome and they did such a good job filming that i feel like they could have done more of that and less stop motion because throwing it in together was a little muddy in my opinion and of course i mean this is like picky i'm like it's the 80s they did an amazing job with it i'm not downplaying with it downplaying it uh but i'm just uh, seeing it it's kind of like one of those things where you look back and it's just like oh you know just that little tweak would have been yeah um i mean some of it too was because the budget was not like super huge and like the movie itself really wasn't like a big movie to start off with i mean it ended up being a huge movie but you know what i mean like the yeah. size of it yeah um but yeah stan stan winston went on to do you know like i said aliens uh predator predator 2 um 
Pumpkinhead, which is kind of an underrated movie, especially the creature in it is amazing. I don't know if you've ever seen the Pumpkinhead. I know you probably haven't seen the movie, but have you ever seen the creature Pumpkinhead? I don't believe so. Yeah, you have to look that up. It's pretty awesome. Um, he did some stuff for Jurassic Park as well, like the animatronics and things like that. Uh, T2, T3. So, a whole bunch of stuff. Basically, anything with the animatronics, he probably did it. Uh, so, the, the point I was going to make earlier. So this is something I've seen online before, and it makes a lot of sense. And the more I watch this movie, the more I agree with it. So the Terminator is a slasher movie. Oh, yeah. If you think about it, because it's an unstoppable killer that's piling up a body count. And then he's like, his sole purpose is to like kill this one woman who has a chase scene at the end, and she ends up taking him out. Dude, totally. I, I actually had in my notes on how much of a horror um, feel the movie had to it. Oh, yeah. And it's, um, I mean, Terminator 2 is a straight up uh, action movie. This one, you can make an argument that it's a horror movie. Um, and I mean, this movie has some similarities with Halloween. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, you know, just like I said, unstoppable killing machine chases down a woman, um, has a long chase scene with her at the end, and you know, the final quote unquote final girl prevails. Yeah. Um, one thing that I have to bring up so I don't forget it that really kind of confused me, and I don't know if you have anything to add to this. But how is it and why is it the Terminator had an apartment with supplies in it? <laughs> well, I don't know. He needed a place to keep all those guns he got. Did you realize that, though? Did you, like, put that together? I guess I never really thought too much of it. I guess I just thought, um, you know, because he doesn't really need the rest. Yeah, but, like, it's... he fixes himself there, like, his hand and his eye and then, like, he restocks his stuff, and it's like an apartment, and it, or maybe it's a hotel. I don't know. It was just super weird. I feel like it's one of those hourly rental places yeah. <laughs> that they had in, like, New York and L.A. back in the day. I mean, I'm sure they still have them, but they were prevalent in movies at the time. But it seemed like he had some supplies there um, already there. Now, maybe they implied that he took it, the stuff there himself but i don't know it was kind of unusual we just see him kicking back like putting in a vhs tape of some movie and watching it yeah and relaxing he's like i really should go be killing sarah connor but right now i just want to relax i've had a long day (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh um anything else that you notice as interesting I i guess we can get into like favorite parts we haven't done that yet uh i don't know if i would call this a favorite part but something that stuck out to me that i forgot about is no eyebrows arnold yeah i forgot about that I, that kind of made me laugh a little well, bit that's because of the fire oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i, I, I guess why. i never pieced that together either until watching it this time yeah he definitely did look uh pretty interesting when that happened so <laughs> yeah i got some kind of funny things about that too in, in trivia um I already mentioned that the, the tech noir scene is one of my favorites. 
Mm-hmm. And one of the things that sticks out to me, um, another one is, you know, obviously the ending with the Terminator robot that just, you know, is like crawling because all it has now is like arms in the upper body. Um, that's a, that's a really like effective scene and it is terrifying. Like, you know, this, at this point, this machine really can't cause me much harm you know it might be able to like grab my ankle and snap it with a sheer strength but like it really can't kind of kill me and i could probably just run away from it but the fact that it just keeps coming and coming and coming uh, like well, makes that makes that kind of kind of scary if it's a machine i mean i guess if it's strong enough it could probably just like rip her heart out if it really wanted to fatality <laughs> kalima <laughs> kalima <laughs> oh my gosh all right um man favorite scenes i feel like uh kind of covered most of it i mean of course iconic is them kyle reese and the terminator transporting back in the uh lightning bolt special effects electricity surge or whatever you want to call it yeah that's something you always uh remember and don't forget here's something we usually forget to talk about the music oh yeah dude it's so funny because i will randomly uh i I don't know i'm sitting there just doing some task or whatever and all of a sudden i start doing the theme song to this movie (laughs) which is funny because it was used in a trailer for robocop (laughs) and we didn't talk about the music from robocop either which was amazing yeah that that was uh an amazing one too but yeah very not really iconic because i guess what it's i've heard like when it's something it's audio that it's technically echoic echoic which is like you know because icon is like something you see yeah visual echoic is something you hear so yeah very echoic song gotta get all smart on us and everything (laughs) (laughs) really the only reason i've ever heard that is because of a podcast i was listening to (laughs) and they mentioned that like that a teacher corrected him when he was in college about (laughs) 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 and he'll never forget it but uh yeah, awesome soundtrack. Um, even like the part in Technoir, like the super 80s Europop <laughs> disco song that plays, like it's just very much the 80s. And I don't know, I just like that kind of terrible crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, anything else to add? Uh, well, I don't know when might be the best time to say it, but I do have a couple um, bones to kind of pick. <gasps> Um, I'm trying to see. Okay, one is, did they ever address why they didn't just send Kyle Reese back a day before the Terminator got there? <laughs> Instead of being like, oh, hey, we're going to send you back at the same exact time. Right. So that you can be unprepared and maybe Sarah might die. Yeah, and like, why didn't they send the Terminator back earlier, too? You know, it goes both ways. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, well, they said that they found the time travel contraption thing or whatever, and they knew that they had sent the Terminator back, so they sent someone else back. Uh, so then so it's, it's like just, they reacted, basically. Yeah, they reacted. So it's just kind of like, well, if you guys reacted, why didn't you plan ahead and be like, hey, let's give ourselves some time and send him back like a day or two ahead of the Terminator and then get Sarah out of there? Yeah. But no. <laughs> Well, they made a, I heard a point too on the rewatchables when they talked about this movie. Why didn't they send more than one guy back? True, they could have sent more more than one. Now they did say that they destroyed it, so oh, that okay. so that nobody else could wind up using it. But before they destroyed it, they could have sent multiple people back. Yeah, right. Um. Then another thing that, and this makes me laugh. If I'm not mistaken, in the movie, I think they said that he came back from 2027. Yeah, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Dude, how? Okay, so 2027. How, how old do you think the guy was? Do you think he was like, I don't know, 30 years old or something? Maybe 35. Yeah, something like that. There is no way that he going back at the age that he was would have known anything about using a rotary phone or a phone book. (laughs) Right. Right. Like kids, kids now in 2021 don't know that stuff. Dude. Like I talked about it on a different episode that I like, I was reading good night moon to my daughter who's three. And you know, there's a part where it says, you know, the telephone and a red balloon. And she's like, where's the telephone? And I'm like, it's right there. And she's like, that's the telephone? I'm like, yeah, that's that's what telephones used to look like. And it's an old rotary phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, it just kind of made me laugh at where I was just like, oh, well, then even technically the, the Terminator wouldn't know. Like machines, <clears throat> well, I mean, I guess maybe they'd have a database of like things throughout history, but it's just like, I mean, you would have to explain to the guy, hey, when you go back, I remember my mom used to tell me stories about phone books. <laughs> There's this huge waste of paper that became obsolete. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Hold on. So I just realized like a huge flaw in this. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess they never did say how old John Connor was in 2027, but yeah. they were implying that the movie was taking place in 1984, right? Yeah. So if John was born then in 2027, uh, no, nah, he wouldn't have been that old, I guess. He would have been 43, right? Yeah. So... Okay, that's is it forty three? I'm terrible at math. Anyways, I was Something thinking he was like gonna that. be. I was thinking he was gonna be a lot older. We're which, both terrible at math because we're art majors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he's not. He wasn't gonna be as old as it because I thought he was gonna be like an old man. Where I'm just like, how could this guy be fighting robots if he was super old? But he's not that <laughs> old. Okay, never, never mind. Never mind. Oh gosh. All right. Uh, tri- did you say facts and trivia? Yeah, I got lots here. So Arnold worked with guns every day for a month to prepare for the role. Uh, the first two weeks of filming, he practiced weapon stripping and reassembly blindfolded. 
until like the motions felt like they were automatic, like a machine. He spent hours at the shooting range and practicing with different weapons without blinking or looking at them when reloading or cocking. He also had to be ambidextrous. Uh, he practiced different moves up to 50 times. He wound up garnering a compliment in Soldier of Fortune magazine uh, for his realistic handling of the weapons on camera, and which usually that magazine likes to lampoon movies for their inaccurate depictions of weapon use. So nice. like that's like how crazy adept Arnold went for the role, <laughs> which is pretty impressive. Rock. Especially because know. he only had 14 lines of dialogue in the whole movie. <laughs> well, one quick thing uh, about him using the weapons and not blinking, you were saying? Yeah. I did notice distinctly, and it kind of made me chuckle a little bit, when it was slow motion and he was shooting that first Sarah Connor person. Yeah. That he was blinking <laughs> when he was shooting. And I was kind of like, robots wouldn't need to blink <laughs> if they were doing that. <laughs> Shut up. He's supposed to pretend that he's a human. So yeah, he was just faking it. Near the beginning of the movie, when Sarah Connor receives a message on her answering machine, um, there's a guy that's like breaking a date off with her. The voice on the machine is actually James Cameron's. Oh, and man. years later, Hamilton and Cameron got married and then divorced. Oh, so here's a casting what if thing. OJ Simpson was considered for the Terminator, but the producers feared that he was too nice to be taken seriously as a cold blooded killer. <laughs> Insert joke there. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, gosh. So James Cameron, this is really kind of. And interesting. He got the idea for the film when he was doing post production of his previous film, which was Piranha 2 The Spawning. Um, he was fired from that production and then he spent the last of his own money on a plane ticket like to get to Rome, where it was, you know, the post production was done for Piranha 2. Um, hoping to be at least involved in the editing process. Uh, so without money or proper food, he became like increasingly sick. He went to bed one night with like a super high fever and he had a nightmare of a metal endoskeleton emerging from flames and dragging itself over the floor holding kitchen knives. When he woke up, he immediately made a drawing of his vision and then most of the script like he wrote backwards from there. Like he, you know, he figured that the the metal endoskeleton would be futuristic, um, but since he couldn't like afford to set the film in the future, the solution was to bring the future to the present, and that's where the time travel aspect came in. Um, and then he brought in Stan Winston, who added uh, more designs for the the skeleton. But in the end, they basically used the one that James Cameron like drew the first time. Hmm. That's that's like a crazy story that like it started off as like this fever dream, yeah, <laughs> that he had. It became like his probably biggest movie. I mean, he did Avatar, 
you know the what Titanic, but you know yeah. what probably happened is he probably ate Taco Bell before he went to bed. <laughs> got the diarrhea. <laughs> got the taco blows. <laughs> oh gosh. So his originally his original story idea was like way more elaborate and it involved Skynet sending two Terminators back in time. Uh, the first one would be a cyborg that would be defeated by a human. Like also sent back in time. Um, and the second would be a Terminator that was consisted of liquid metal that'd be able to shape shift, which had been sent by Skynet in response, you know, to the other Terminator being destroyed. Um, Cameron briefly considered claymation and the dark shots to portray his shapeshifter, but he soon realized that the concept was too ambitious for what he could achieve with, like, with the techniques that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, he also knew that his re- reputation at the time wasn't big enough to tell the story in such a scope, uh, just because, you know, he got fired from Piranha 2. <laughs> <laughs> so he would only use the first half of it. And then when... Um, computer-generated special effects came around. He used the liquid Terminator for Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Yeah, that was that that worked out perfect. Yeah. So originally scripted, the famous Arnold line of I'll be back was I'll come back. Yeah. So Ooh. Michael Bean almost didn't get the role of Kyle Reese because in his first audition, he spoke in a southern accent, which oh, was man. a result of working on a um, stage production of Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. <laughs> like during the talk with Bean's agent, the producers mentioned that they liked his performance a lot, but they didn't want his accent making him seem too regionalized. Uh, the agent was very confused, and he asked, "What accent?" <laughs> <laughs> but then, um, after the mystery was like cleared up, the producers called Bean back for another audition. Then he got the part. Nice. Yeah. So, according to a 2008 interview with Lance Henriksen, uh, James Cameron had no agent and was either living in his car or sleeping on the couch of a friend when he wrote the script for the film. Um, Cameron had actually fired his agent because he didn't like the story idea that he had for the film. <laughs> Which, I mean, I mean, Cameron was right, so. Yeah. So... The eyebrows. Arnold Schwarzenegger actually had his eyebrows insured by Lloyd's of, Lloyd's of London because he feared that they might not grow back properly after he shaved them. Um, you know, that was after you know the fire scene after the Technoir shootout. Mm-hmm. So another casting what if Mel Gibson turned down the role of the Terminator. Oh, thank you. He, he felt that he wasn't really right for the part. And then after he saw the Terminator, he thought that Arnold was like great as a choice and was happy that he turned it down. Yeah. So Sarah Connor in this movie is supposed to be 18 years old. What? <laughs> yeah, Linda Hamilton totally looks like she's 30. No. Which, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure like how old she was. Yeah. Yeah. She's movie. somewhere between 25 and 30. Yeah. Um, yeah, because like how are we supposed to believe that she is 18? 
Like, there's no way that that woman is 18. Yeah. Wait, yeah, hold on. How at old? the time she was, um, let's see here. She was born in 56. 56. It would have been 74. So she was 28. Right? Yeah. Yep. She Me was 28. So she was math. 10 years older. <laughs> yeah. She looked uh, her age. <laughs> yeah. So. So um, she actually broke her ankle prior to production. So most of the chase scenes were moved towards the end of the shooting schedule to allow her like leg to heal. Um, even so, she had to have her ankle taped so she could do the running and she spent most of the, the shoot in pain. Hmm. So prior to being cast as the Terminator, Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger watched the movie Westworld. And he was amazed by Yul Brynner's performance as the robot in the movie. Um, so during their first meeting, Schwarzenegger talked to James Cameron about how the Terminator should be betrayed. And he thought that whoever plays the Terminator shouldn't act like a machine, but actually be a machine. It has convinced James Cameron that um, Arnold was the right choice as a Terminator. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> Here's a kind of a funny thing too. So Sylvester Stallone was considered as the role of the Terminator. That's better than Mel Gibson. Yeah. So funny thing about that is in Last Action Hero, they go to that movie rental place. Oh yeah. And there's a cutout in their world of Sylvester Stallone as the Terminator. <laughs> yeah, I I remember that. Uh, so Paramount was one of the studios that wanted to produce the movie. But they stipulated that they didn't want Cameron to direct it since he hadn't proven his talent with a successful film yet. Um, since this was like Cameron's pet project that he like wrote and it was completely his idea at the time, he wanted to direct it himself. So he turned down their offer. Yeah, it makes sense. And the last thing I got is this movie's budget was $6.4 million. And it made $78.3 million. Jeez. Yeah, blew up. <laughs> so let's get into the grades. Um, there's IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, man, IMDb. Let's go with uh, <clears throat> 8.9. It is an 8, a solid 8. And I will say that the critic and audience score... A critic score you're probably never gonna guess because it blew my mind. Man, that's that's tough because it could go <laughs> either way. Um, I'm let's go with uh, blow my mind. Let's go ninety five. Dude, this movie has a one hundred percent fresh what? rating by critics on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> no way. I've never seen. A movie have a hundred percent fresh by critics on Rotten Tomatoes. The wow. audience score is less than that. I'll say that. Uh, ninety-two percent, eighty-nine. Ooh, close. And it, this comes back to when we talked about RoboCop. Who went and saw the Terminator and didn't like it? <laughs> <laughs> well, one one thing one thing maybe I'll say, and this is watching it now. But like for an '80s movie, it it were it moved very well. It mm -hmm. was 
a little bit slow. Yeah, I'll say that. It, and that it might be some, too because of some of the budget yeah, and the production. Yeah. Um, but I mean, other than that, really, I mean, you know, it was a solid film. So yeah. are we jumping into grade, like our own grades? Yeah. Um, do you want me to go? You want to go? Uh, you can go first. Okay. Well, like I mentioned before, that this is a movie I've seen quite a bit. Um, it's a huge movie, not just from the 80s, but like with filmmaking, like all together. Um, like a landmark movie, I guess you could say. Uh, especially for sci fi. And, you know, like I said, I honestly this is like a sci-fi horror movie more than a sci-fi action movie. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of action element elements in it, but I, I look back at it now and I'm like, I realize that this is really kind of a horror movie and probably why I had such a connection with it at a, at a younger age. Um, and you know, a lot of people say that Terminator two is better than this, but I honestly like the first Terminator better. Mm-hmm. I might be one of the, the few that uh, says that, but um, I don't know what it is. I like the the kind of low budget look of it. I like that there's a small cast. Um, that that technoir scene always like stands out to me as like something that is just really cool, um, and it really is like a time capsule of 1984. Uh, I mean, I really couldn't give this anything less than a five out of five. You know, the same thing as RoboCop, that it's a movie that I like to go back and watch every once in a while. And it's, you know, it's a movie, too, that you can kind of just have in the background and you don't have to pay super close attention to. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on, but I, I guess when you've seen it as many times as I have, it, you don't have to pay super close attention. But uh, what about you? Um, well, I, I did keep in mind RoboCop when thinking of a grade for this. And I think it's great too. As I mentioned, you know, I mean, it's eighties. Uh, there were some fine details that I feel could have been better. I did think that was a little bit slow in parts. Um, but gotta give it credit. I mean, I recognized it too, just on my own that this, it felt a lot like a horror movie and so you kind of have to interpret it and take it for what it is. Yeah. Uh, however, you know, comparing it to keeping in mind uh, how I felt about RoboCop, I did give that a five out of five. And uh, I, having like, if we were doing a series review, I'm, I'm, and having never seen the other Terminators, I might feel a little differently, but I do feel like, uh, Terminator 2 is better than this. Not like a huge difference or anything, mm-hmm. but I mean, because what? They're separated by seven years or something like that? Yeah. So, I mean, go figure that the people are kind of going to be drawn more to the second one because you have all this, you know, special effects and all these other things that you can do in a bigger budget. Um, But I am going to go with a 4.5 out of 5. Right. For my grade. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I kind of expected that, I guess, because I, I feel like I'm in the minority for thinking, you know, for liking the original Terminator more than Terminator Two. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing against Terminator 2. Like, I'd probably give that like a 4.5. So it wouldn't be too far behind it. Um, and really, that's probably a movie we should watch sometime. Yeah. It's been a little while since I've watched that one. We could maybe make a month out. Because, gosh, how many Terminator movies are there now? I know I haven't seen them all. I don't even know. Well, there's Terminator, Terminator 2, Terminator 3, Rise of Machines, Terminator Salvation. Genesis, uh, Terminator Salvation. Yeah, it's Salvation, then Genesis, then Dark Fate. Yeah. So six movies. We could easily do a, a Terminator month. Yeah. So as we haven't done an Arnold month. Uh, we did an Arnold highlight after an Arnold movie, but I don't think we did an Arnold month. We can do like junior <laughs> <laughs> wheels by Leary. I need my Leary. <laughs> it's not the Tuma Arnold comedy month, junior twins, kindergarten cop. Who's your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> oh gosh, and then Batman Robin <laughs> with special guest Craig. No, we'll put that. <laughs> We'll put that in an awesomely bad movie review. <laughs> yeah, that, that might have to happen. Uh, yeah, so what do you like, parting words? Uh, yeah, one quick thing, and I forgot to mention it earlier because you said it right before we started that, or mm-hmm. at the beginning of the episode, was uh, when you said, come with me if you want to live. Yeah. I totally forgot that that quote was originally from the first one. Yeah, because I and it's just, Kyle that says it before yeah. Arnold does. Yeah, I only remembered Arnold saying it, so I was just like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> oh, also, here's a random factoid. Um, so there's a picture of Kyle Reese, like when they show him in 2027, and he's got like his whole military get up on and he's holding a gun and he's backed up against the wall that picture was completely stolen for the nes version of metal gear okay nice that's yeah funny. i'll have to post that on the twitter so everybody can see that on the twitter. <laughs> actually I, I i wasn't the one that noticed that it was on um an episode of angry video game nerd Oh, nice. Yeah, that was just kind of like a ripoff. But yeah, next time we're going to be doing something a little bit different. We're going to be taking the two Judge Dredd movies. So the Stallone one and the one with Carl Urban. And we're going to be Carl Urban, Carl Urban. I've heard it both ways. Urbania. (laughs) Urbania. Meanwhile, (laughs) Carl Rural. (laughs) um we're going to be comparing those two movies together and giving like our thoughts on which one we think is better so yeah yeah, that should be a good time it's been a long time since i've watched the stallone one yeah like a really long time probably like the 90s (laughs) since the last time i watched that okay it hasn't been that long for me yeah so yeah it should be interesting at least for me and i know that's a movie that you're pretty fond of mm-hmm. so it'll be kind of a, a cool dynamic i might let you take the lead on that one rock 
yeah so until then be kind and rewind